Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes, you are. Uh, Each week we get together, we talk about cars, motorsport, F1... Car, what else? Cars? Cars? We cars, cars, cars. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on youtube.com forward slash behind the glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And Tony, if people want to support this podcast, what should they do? Watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but also head to Patreon. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We are so nearly at 50 thousand subscribers Tony. How many I have mean got? we've got 49,100 oh well that's not so I mean, well it's close-ish I mean we're, we're less than a thousand subscribers away I know why you've reacted like that because we were aiming for 50,000 subscribers December last year oh, I thought it was December before oh it's been five months we've been <laughs> yeah. talking about getting 50,000 subscribers but we're getting there I don't know why subscriber growth is so slow on the behind the glass YouTube channel because our audience numbers, you guys, fantastic. You come back every week. Uh. We're getting big numbers, bigger and bigger numbers every week, which we love and enjoy. But yeah, subscriptions don't really seem to be a what thing. What about but your channel? You know what? It's the, it's the same across the board. I, I would say I think subscriber growth, at least how I'm experiencing, is very slow these days. And right. When I talk to Paul, Schmee, Seb Delaney, anyone within the automotive space in the UK, everyone's kind of seeing slow subscriber growth. But... You know, as I say, the the podcast is growing. We can see that across the board with viewer yeah. numbers, engagement, comments, comments, etc. So it's sort of strange that then that's not translating into subscriber numbers. So if you're watching here on the Behind the Glass YouTube channel and you haven't subscribed yet, please do because yeah. it's a nice number that we wanted to aim at, isn't it? Fifty's nice because it just opens another door when we get to fifty. Means we can get to hundred and then two hundred and then. We'll be up with Shmi before you know it. Yeah, well, I'll try and do a few little sneaky tactics to try and bump those numbers if I can. Uh, a huge shout out to Ben, who does the edits for these episodes each week, but also the incredible teasers that we put on Instagram and TikTok. So yeah, if you don't follow me on those platforms, I'm at Seen Through Glass. You can get these little amusing teasers. TikTok. Of which, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm not dancing, uh, there are little edits of these podcasts. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're really hoping to tick over 50K as soon as possible. And actually, you mentioned the main channel. Something really interesting has happened the last couple of weeks. So this year, my aim was to do one video a week. Yeah. And I, I was really enjoying that because yeah. for me, it means I can really like, uh, what's it called? Um, relax. Engage. Yeah, well, no, 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 not relax. <laughs> Work harder. It's a, allowing my creativity to really go to its full extent. You know, okay. I can really... Um, uh, Explore new avenues. Thank you, you know. Um, whereas if you're churning out two, three, four videos a week, you've got to be a bit more brutal with things. So I was loving it. And actually the channel was responding really well. Because of the road trip we just went on, I'm up to two videos a week. Suddenly it's like, whoa, channel doesn't like it. Or well, supposedly the main channel audience doesn't like it because it's like too much content to consume. Well, it's died. Well, it has a bit because I say this year. It's funny because I was on it. <laughs> you're not on it yet. Oh, <laughs> it's going to go down. It's going to go down even further when you appear. <laughs> I find YouTube, I'm still, I mean, this is what, six years of me into YouTube and I'm still 
continuously learning and baffled by it and confused by it and You're always learning mate always learning but i'm as quickly as i can as soon as this trips content gone i'm going back to one video a week i enjoy it more clearly the audience seem to enjoy it more i get to as i say be more creative with the content um indulge my passions a bit more so <laughs> yeah for those of you that watch the main channel fyi going back to one video a week very soon now lots to discuss today actually yeah um quite a bit of car news uh, I want to come on to something towards the end, Porsche related. No surprise there. Oh, do I tease? Oh, I was going to tease that I'm not well. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't going to tease that. Oh, maybe people will figure it out. Tony has man flu, as I did a few weeks ago. Whether it's COVID or not, we don't know. Apparently not at this stage. But I had a lot of negative results before they went positive. The man singer saying, "I don't have COVID." We have to believe, I guess, the science at this stage. Let's see. You say you're getting better. Yeah, so um, if you had COVID, you're coming out of it. Well, I'm not a machine anyway, so I'm, I'm fixed now, you know? A couple sure of days. And case. i still got to go to work, you know? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I couldn't... It's Wednesday today. It's we Wednesday. We normally record this on a Monday. Yes. And uh, I couldn't come Monday because uh, I really wasn't well. And I had to go and do my proper job, even though I was dying. Um, and uh, I even had to go home. I, I, so I don't like me. I don't want to get into the sort of COVID chat because I know there are lots of people who, you know, there's even sort of COVID naysayers and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. But of course you can be ill and not have COVID these days. Mm -hmm. And, and that, uh, supposedly that is what's going on with you right now. And we, we have to believe that that's the truth. Yeah. We can't sit there and the minute anyone has a sniffle or a scratchy throat go, oh, I've got, I've got COVID. So the other problem uh, is, mate, as well, is that um, me included not been ill for three years. Yeah. So yeah, your immune a, system is... It's a shock to the system. Of course. So, I mean, I rarely get ill anyway. And you're going to notice this in a minute when you have children at some point. Oh. When you have kids, right. you get ill a lot more than when you haven't got them. Because they're just they're like... they're grubby. No, they're just like... <laughs> they just like breed germs. Yeah, they're grubby, so, mate. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Playing in so the mud I, and stuff. I mean, I wash her every day and everything, but she still like brings like... Diseases into your house. Yeah. <laughs> and then the dog. The dog eats his own feces well, but yeah but i mean does, and then do you make out with him what's going on with the dog no no but like you never know like you gotta be careful when he licks your face you know because if you just don't let his him own, no no i don't it's not about letting him he's quite a big dog there mate he's, maybe you've like, got a weird dog flu maybe you've got something bizarre not I even COVID. dogs can get covid i think they did a study that they couldn't that was right. early on i think there was a study maybe they can carry it. i don't know but twiggy's here by the way she's on the floor fast asleep i don't think she's got covid it's much better behaved than my dog <laughs> i need to put a picture up true. of my dog at some point yeah actually. i'm gonna bring him in when your dog's not here because they haven't met yet and they need to meet and be friends first because they will cause chaos in here or oh, jackson would eat twiggy no 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 he won't he's a friendly dog but i don't think you've only seen him we've only seen him once I haven't seen him tiny. for... No, I came to the studio and he was there. I, I haven't seen him at least for four or five weeks. No, mate, he's like a dog now. Yeah. He's, not, he's not a puppy anymore. It's a giraffe. And, and just, just to give you half an idea of how big he's getting, I went to his mum's house. So Jackson's mum's, mum's house. Mum's house. Okay. Um, had a, it's got a two-year-old sister... Okay. From another litter, sure, and then and then stepsister, like a stepsister, half sister, and then half a, sister, a, a, half sister, <laughs> half sister <laughs> yeah, and then a and then a proper sister that's the same age as him. Okay, so he's miles bigger than the proper sister and the real sister, and the same size as the two-year-old half sister. Yeah, he's going to be a monster, mate. Yeah, he's. I mean, it always was going to be a bruiser. I remember seeing the size of his feet when he was a tiny yeah. puppy, going, "Oh, that's going to be." But a mate, huge it's dog. not funny now. No. I mean, he's just <laughs> you he's signed just... yourself up to it. I told you, get a small dog. They're much easier cramming cars. No, I love him, but you know what I mean. Like, he's a he's a pain in the ass, mm. mate. Welcome to dog life. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, anyway, please do bring him in because I think the audience will be keen to have a Jackson update. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what we're we talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I was going to tease the car the show, by the way. Yeah, this is a car show. I keep forgetting. Uh, sometimes it's a political show. Um, <laughs> I was going to tease the fact that I got some exciting news this week. Actually, two big things happened this week, and I'm not going to say too much. And you don't basically don't talk because <laughs> you, you know, but you don't want to. I don't know. What, anyway, two new cars are coming to the channel this year. New cars. Too much money. Too much money, mate. I've gone mental. I don't know what's going on with you. Does mean the RS6 is going to go. <laughs> That's for sure. Because one of the cars, one of the cars I wasn't expecting to come this year and the other car I thought was coming in like October, November time. 
and it's coming in like June, July. Oh no. Yeah, oh, I, so I was like, oh no. That RS6 needs to vacate my bank account very quickly. Yeah. Um, so, oh my God. Yeah, it's all kicking off. I, I, as I say, just, I got a phone call. I got one phone call and I was like, oh wow. And then I got another phone call. I was like, oh my God. So yeah, that's kind of breaking news for the amazing behind the glass audience. I'm not Are you flapping? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Neither are cheap. Um, but yeah, it's super exciting. It's not a G. It wouldn't take a genius to work out what they are. If you are regular listeners of this podcast, viewers of the main channel, I've been very vocal about both cars, both car makers for the last 12 to 18 months. If you months, wind so me up, I'm going to tell them. Let's leave it there. Um, <laughs> I, just, I like to share. And it was an exciting week. I was like, oh my God, new oh cars. Oh my God. <laughs> but talking about new cars, did you see that TVR came out this week with a bit of an update about oh, mate, I can't, new car. Mate, I can't. I, <laughs> mate, please. Did you see that? I saw it. So for anyone who missed it, TVR, who, when did they launch that Griffith? In like 2010. I mean, the, it wasn't that long the, ago, but the, the new thing. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago, but yeah, it was. A, 2018, 2019? It was Geneva, wasn't it? Yeah, it must have been Geneva 2019, I think. TVR. I think it might have been before then, mate. Griffith. Anyway, this was supposedly the comeback of TBR, right? You know, when it was supposed to launch. 2018. 2018 it launched. And it just, nothing happened. It just sort of, just completely went, well, died to death and no yeah. one knew what happened. I mean, even Shmi was like, I had a deposit, but I don't know anymore because it didn't look like that car was being made. And whilst everyone thought it had gone into, yeah, into the graveyard, suddenly they came out saying, <laughs> oh guys, we're now going to sponsor Formula E because the Griffith is going to be electric. Yeah. And I think the whole automotive world went, oh, piss off. Yeah, go like, on. Like, come on. Please. Because, I mean, you couldn't build a V8 car. You're now going to try and build an electric car? It's such a shame because I think as, as petrol heads, we would like to see TVR back, right? I know you're going to say you don't, but... Mate, one of them nearly killed me. One of them <laughs> old things. Yeah. I don't even know what... It, I mean, it's like you're in a canoe. Right. But what, I mean, what nearly killed, did you nearly kill yourself in one or did the car nearly kill you? Both. Okay. <laughs> like full on into a tree nearly killed me. Yes, okay, I can see that. They weren't famously sort of the most dynamic cars ever, right? No. Kind of an English muscle car. But, but they looked cool and it's a cool name and they were doing something unique and different and, and that's a good thing, isn't it? No. Don't, don't we want that? No. It's like Morgan. Don't like <laughs> It's made out of wood. So I uh, trying to wind you up there. Yeah, so I mean... I mean, cool. If there's a TVR ever for sale anywhere that someone buys, then I will applaud that company. But at the moment, I think it I was. I wonder just... how much they are now, TVRs. The old ones, the ones with engines in, not this. You want to have a look? Yeah, have a quick on, look. What, on eBay? <laughs> no. Is <laughs> there an auto trader? They might be, yeah. <laughs> there might be some on Piston Heads, I don't know. Does <laughs> Piston Heads still exist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you not, you, would you not advertise on Piston no, Heads? No, 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 no. Really? No, no, waste of money. Okay, so there's 48 TVRs for sale on Auto Trader. Yeah. They are? The most expensive. Is it the Camara? Is it the Camara? No, is a Grand Tourer, a 1965 TVR, 120 grand. Huh? The Chimera, you're right, is 100 grand apparently, 1998. G- what? Cigaris, 77 grand. Cigaris, that's the Larry one. C- okay, so the Cigaris is regularly quite valuable. They're around 70 grand for Cigaris, which must be what they were when they came out, no? No, no less than that. I mean, that's a death trap, that thing. That's a death trap. You've got, got some Tuscans at like 40 grand. I gotta be honest, because it was a little bit before my time, I don't, I never really know which model's which. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, they all blend into one for me a bit, TVR. Yeah. There'll be a big TVR community watching this being like, oh my God, no. I, 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 I'm not sure it's big. <laughs> I mean, it might be a They're community. They're out there, but. Yeah. <laughs> you probably yeah. get them all in the phone box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I still do kind of, you know, I, I hate to see British brands disappear. They and always actually, do, though, don't they? Actually, let's take a bit of a weird. Um, segue here? Yeah. For a conversation that we had when we were on our trip about McLaren. Do you remember this? Well, which one? We regularly speak <laughs> yeah, about we McLaren, to be fair. Unnamed sources. We won't reveal any Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. There you go. That uh, insinuated that McLaren are poised to be bought out by Audi. Mm-hmm. So uh, any Formula One fans or followers will know that these sort of rumours have been swelling quite a bit. Porsche maybe buying Red Bull, Audi or even BMW potentially buying or becoming part owners of McLaren Formula One team. But sort of relatively read up source uh, with sort of credible information said that Audi are looking to buy the McLaren group or McLaren want to sell 
the group. I think that's more like it. I think what will happen is, is that they want the cream, which is the F1 team, because for the fuel and the development and whatnot. Sure. And what McLaren are probably saying is, well, you can have the team, but you've got to have the cars as well. You've got to have we don't want the cars. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're not having the you're not having the team unless you have the cars. So because that's probably what's happening. I think McLaren need help with the road cars full stop. Well, no, they just need help. Well, yeah, I mean, of yeah, course, yeah. but I think if, if Audi aren't, like, they're going to try and sh- shop or sell the cars to someone, aren't they? Because they, they just need help. McLaren are in trouble, let's face yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't know how to feel about that because, you know, I've long said I want McLaren to succeed. I, I do want McLaren as, a, I love the McLaren brand, the idea of McLaren, their history, what they have tried to achieve some of their cars. But as we've said many, many times before, and there's no point in us doing a McLaren bashing episode, they've just got it wrong and they're now in trouble. And I do want them to be saved, but do I want them to be saved by Audi? Because because then they're just another Lambo, right? Or are they? I mean, Audi have actually done a pretty good job with Lambo. Like, how do you feel? If, if, if Audi bought McLaren and sorted out all the electronics and the well, issues- Well, I'd buy one. Would well, you? They were, well, they were- well, I bought a Lambo. I never bought a Lambo prehistorically. Fair. So, um, yeah. I, I mean, I'd, I'd definitely give them another try. I think it would be a great thing. No, they sort it, the car out, mate. Yeah, as long as McLaren stayed true to what they were trying to achieve from day one. Just get some people who can actually <laughs> the achieve The problem is, is that Audi Group are a money-making machine, mm. obviously, and they've turned Lambo into that, uh, mainly because of that Urus over the last few years. Uh, maybe that'll be on the cars. Maybe maybe they'll turn McLaren into like another Lamborghini in terms of there'll be an SUV that's based on an Urus or based on an RSQ8 or based on... I mean, the list goes on. How many cars there are? That Porsche GT thing. They're all fundamentally the same. And if there's ever... If you've ever been to any kind of McLaren press conference or at any of their press materials, the one thing they've always said is that they'll never build an SUV. And I do agree that I think of Audi or BMW or any big brand comes in and takes over them the SUV is happening straight away and my only concern is like I don't want to see the Artura which at this point I where think is that is, car mate nearly going to be scrapped they just can't turn it on like they, there's one satin black car cruising around Richmond I don't know what it's doing I see it on the A3 all the time I've literally seen it about four or five times now it must be a development car or something but it's the one and only car that I think can work that car's basically in the bin um, I don't want it to be an R8 I don't want them to come along and just it's an iteration of the R8, a hybrid R8. Yeah, but is the Hurricane an R8? Yes. N- not really. Yes, it I mean, is, mate. I mean, it, it is. It, it is, but it is. it's not quite. It's got. It has got a bit more character than a one hundred percent. You know what I mean? But it is just an R8 turned up to twelve or turned it's up to Lambo. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a Vag Group car, of course, but it works. At least it yeah, works now. Yeah, no, no, you're, you know not, I mean? you're not wrong there. I don't know how I feel about it. I sort of think it would be good for them and it needs to happen because I don't want McLaren to disappear. But in their current state, I don't really see much point in them existing as well. Well, I think they've got to make... I mean, I know they don't want to make an SUV, but I think they've got to make an SUV because look at them all. Mm-hmm. Oh, look yeah, they have to. Because they that's the market, to. mate. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. You know, that, that, that's the... To, you make your SUV because that's your, that's your bread and butter. And your supercars and your sports cars, your cream on the top. Agreed. So they're all even doing Ferrari it. Ferrari are doing it, mate. They're all doing yeah, even it. For, well, that must be any day now. We're getting that thing, aren't we? That what, four the, by four the thing. The ping pong, ping, <laughs> ping pong, bang. ping, 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 pong, ping. Whatever. It is. What, SUV, what is it? the Ferrari utility vehicle. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, yeah, that's going to be any day now. We're going to see that. Uh, and actually, speaking of Ferraris, uh, do you see that V12 Roma creeping around? Everyone was going nuts about. Yeah. It. Oh, we spoke about that briefly. It's going to be a con- it's going to be the development car for the eight twelve replacement, isn't it? Right. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm certain it's not. It it's not a test mule. Right. Okay, it would make no mule. sense to do a V twelve Roma. It doesn't. How does that fit in the Ferrari range or lineup? It just cannibalizes so much of their own market. It, it's not a thing, mate. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're probably right. It's got to be a test yeah, mule. Yeah. Because yeah, we're yeah. due we're due an eight twelve replacement at some point. Especially when you think what they're doing in terms of down grading engines in terms of you know I, I'm actually surprised and I wouldn't mind betting that the new Roma will have the V6 in it yes sorry so yeah the next iteration will have that V6 yeah, so why are they going to put a V12 in yeah and maybe not even a hybrid version just a, just the V6 yeah. non-hybrid yeah it would make sense actually to be the entry level cars 600 horsepower Roma, Roma convertible yeah. yeah 600 horsepower V6 yeah 
sure. I mean, if it can sound as good as it does in the 296, I'll take it. Yeah. What a car. Um, so yeah, some interesting developments going on left, right and centre. The spider's come out. World. The 296 spider, yeah. You Not- say it like that's a big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ferrari, like, the new, most exciting, exhilarating, ultimate passion. Oh, it's a 296 without room. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We've well seen this guy already. Yeah, literally. You know, what, you know what's weird with Ferrari? Well, it's not weird. I mean, quite a lot of them do it now, is that Ferrari always used to wait. Last couple of years, they haven't. They always used to wait um, 18 months before they released the Spider. Let the coupes go out first. Now they do them straight away. Yeah. You could order them both together. Weird, isn't it? Why it's very that? weird because when you're doing fixed roof spiders, okay, not always with their cars, but you know, especially if you've got carbon tubs, you know, if you've got structural rigidity as well, yeah. a bit like with the 650S McLaren, actually, speaking of McLaren and Ferrari, if you launch them at the same time, surely you would always pick the spider. Like, you know, I, because if you've got hard top and structural rigidity, why would you not have the ability to put the roof down or yeah. even just the rear window down? Yeah. It adds so much more to the driving experience. Of course. Um, and also, if you'd ordered a 296 coupe, and as we know, order books are, well, sorry, production times are long, um, and they'd launched the Spider now, would you not be calling up your dealer and say, I'll just sack off the coupe, I'll take the Spider instead? I'm sure I'll, people I'll have. Yeah. I'm sure they are. certain. Yeah. Maybe the route I'd go, I think, but I'm not lucky. I'd quite like one of them. I'll have a Spider when they, when they, I'm not going to order one, but I think I'll let them cool down a bit because they will cool down and I, I might have one of them. I really want you to drive that car. Yeah. I'll be really interested to well, see I how you like get on it, with do you it. Think? I think you will. I mean, because I don't think... Well, there's literally nothing to not like. Um, the hybrid thing takes a little bit of getting used to driving a Ferrari mm. hybrid. It's not like my current car, though, is it? N- no, no, because this is a GTB. It's a Berlinetta. Yeah, okay. So this is not the... the this is not a stripped-out, track-focused car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you've got at the minute is that stripped-out, yeah, track-focused yeah, yeah. car. But I think if you went into this... Like every generation, you've owned many 488s. It's yeah, a prime yeah, yeah. example. You've made, Love them. You didn't get the F8, interestingly. No. So the F8, a lot of people said in, in its racy mode, was comparable to a Pista, maybe in its sport mode. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it was of that level. Because like, they always take steps above. So the, 20% normally. If yeah. You, if, you look at, uh, if you look at a 458 Italia and then go to a Speciale or a 488 to a Pista, they're normally around 20% better. All round. Hard to judge the 488 to the 458 Speciale because of the change in engines. But at the same point, a 488 GTB had some uh, characteristics that could keep up with the Speciale in certain ways. So hard, hard to judge. But what I'm saying is an F8 Tributo in full mode is somewhere nearer a Pista. So therefore, the 296 GTB is somewhere... In, what? What am I trying to say? No, do you no, see what I'm trying to say? I do, you, not, you I do know what you... And do you know what was weird? We, uh, oh, no. Can I talk about this? Has your video gone live on Thingy's SF90 yet? No. So there's a video coming live. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> see, we're <laughs> getting good at this. <laughs> <laughs> That's why earlier I was nervous about giving a teaser because I thought you were going to jump in and just reveal everything. But uh, yeah, uh, coming soon, probably in a couple of weeks or 10 days or so. Uh, I went, we found Shmi at the Nürburgring and went out on his SF90. Nice man. Yeah, it's one of the last videos of our road trip so i'm trying to get that as quickly as possible so i can go back to one video a week uh, um but yeah i mean we can talk about it a bit go on yeah so he is interesting because i looked at them cars and i probably would like a spider i think they're a bit too much money at the minute and they have come off a bit um but he said how soft it was and i won't like that it's too if it's too he said it is a road car so um if it I mean, they're not going to do... A, they won't do a Pista version in that, will they? Or I think a, they will. Really? In the yeah. SF90? Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, maybe. Oh, I don't think they will, boy. Because really? I think that was a celebration, yeah. Of what? SF90. <laughs> 90 years of Ferrari, wasn't it? Sure, but... No, I don't think they will. I think that's it. 1,500 coupes, 1,500 spiders. Bad marketing by Ferrari, by the way. And um, they'll do a Larry 296. Of course. Of course. But I don't yeah, think... Maybe um, you're right. Maybe you're right. And actually, why, why we're on the subject of um, track-focused cars... Please. I said this yesterday. Go on. STO prices. Flipping all they've come off. Lamborghini where? STOs. Okay, so talk to me about this, because I have a... Well, I have a thought about it. So go on. Where were they? Where are they now? Well, well initially they were... Some of the... I mean, we have... You know, we do see this with a lot of cars. But initially they were on... a like anywhere between 375 and like 360 to 375 roughly 
now they're on a free 20 and free 25 mm. uh, lambo dealers were you know i don't know whether they're one owner cars but that's closer to list if not listen i bet an ad persona car with some extras on them they they, they probably are that money so um i mean i just don't see the point of it that's the problem i like the idea of it but, but it's it's it <laughs> I think this has been a problem since day one, if I'm honest, yeah. because when they first came out, I remember visiting two dealerships that had them for sale and they both said at the time they were really struggling with them. Yeah. They were offering them under list yeah. and they were struggling with them. And I think maybe they've cooled off, but maybe people were just falsely advertising them or advertising them too expensively. Um, and actually they've just been a struggle because, because they don't make a lot of sense. As you say, like you've got this kind of weird thing where you can't really take them on tracks. They're too loud. Yep. They're super hardcore on the road. They're no just like, space. No space. Super brutal. Like all these different things. So I think even if you're into your Lambos, you're not rushing to buy one. Mm. And, and it's a lot of money for Hurricane and they've just launched another version of it, that technical or whatever it is. So yeah, I don't see it as being very appealing. But one other thing on the flip of that is 765 LTs which I forgot we have an ongoing bet about, which Paul reminded us of. Um, she's got nothing better to do. She's got nothing better to do. Remembers all the conversations we've had that we don't even and remember. And he even went back a year in our conversation and screenshot it. I mean, that bloke. <laughs> I said that in a year's time, so from July last year, the cheapest 765 LT will still be more expensive than the cheapest Pista. Mm. And you said, no way, not a chance. And I was like, no, just you wait and see. Um... And not far away, mate. At the moment, the cheapest 765 LT is 335. Mm. The cheapest piece is 280. Oh, no. No? No, I don't think you're right. Oh. I think oh. Uh, they've come up, mate. I think, oh, have they? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's have a As look here. As they do. Oh, let's have a look I here. I mean, I don't care. I, I thought we were much my, closer. I've sold my coupe now. They are closer. I think they're like, I think if equivalent, equivalent, when I looked at miles So the lowest, stuff, lowest is 289. Yeah, but it's probably a higher mileage car. No, no, we, it, it doesn't matter. Oh, I said, right. I said the, the bet was the cheapest 765LT will be more than the cheapest 488-Pista. Is that what you said? That was the, it, that was the, the bet. The exact what you said. You just said, yeah, exactly what I said. Because I'm not sure you actually <laughs> said that, like, word for word. Yeah, yeah you, 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 because I'm going to bring it up first. No, 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 because I'm trying to find it. Because yeah, yeah, I got it right uh, here. I'm man. not having this. <laughs> Poor Okay, Wallace. you ready? So, okay, I bet... In 12 months, the cheapest 765 LT will be more expensive than the cheapest Pista. Yeah, but you've got, you got to go mile. No, got, no, 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 no. Don't work your way out of a bet, mate. So that got, is the simple bet. Uh, that's all I was saying. The cheapest 765 LT. And you went, no chance, no way. Well, I think there is quite a strong chance, Tony. <laughs> yeah, because the Pista's got loads of miles on it. Well, this one has 3,000 It's left-hand driver, by the way. Fine, sure. But oh, well. mate, it's left hand drive. Don't argue with the bet. Don't argue with the bet. I, it was a simple bet and I knew you would fall into it. I no, knew you would try no. back your way. If you, if you got car for car, I bet there's not a lot of difference. Car for car. Yeah, no, it's true. Mate, it's not, you can't do car for car because the piece is older. So there's always a way for you to worm in and out of it. But that's what I'm saying. No, and that's why I said it at the time. That was the bet I was making with you at the time. The Pista's Classic older. you. Classic. No, dig, man. dig, dig. The, I'm not wrong. The Pista's... I'm not. The Pista's older, and it's still similar money to the 765. No, it's not. And it's about 50 grand less. And there's millions of them. Millions. Anyway, I'm still winning that bet. So, uh, moving on. It's a fiver I own, by the way. Talk five pounds. Yes. Is it worth betting five pounds? Clearly, because I'm about to win it. Uh, <laughs> talking of cars at crazy prices, uh, can we mention Range Rovers? Yes, please. So, some Which of the, ones in particular? Well, the, the new shape Range Rovers have just started to hit the market. Yeah. Global press drive still haven't, haven't happened, so... No. Interesting, because we don't know anything about the car yet, but they're hitting the market, and before anyone's found out what they're like or how they are, they are trading at what? 30? Or are they trading? Sorry, they're being advertised at 30, 40 grand over list? Between, between 30 and 50 over, advertised. Now, what started this conversation was, I have had several calls from several different people as I often do when a new model car comes out of around that price range, it's what mm -hmm, I do. Mm -hmm. People calling me up, sending me messages, got this car, um, trying to get bids for it. Um, it's a Dutch auction, basically, which I never get involved in. I'm not interested. Um, it, uh, oh, that's the... That's the terminology. Right, like, not happening in the Netherlands. Because I was going to no, say, no, I wouldn't... No. Would. Mother's Day is around the corner. 
Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. (laughs) (laughs) After our experience a few weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Um, Yeah, it's the same, Dutch. Sure, okay. So, um, yeah, they... They were asking for a check for me to buy the car, just like 25, 30 grand over list, for me to write a check for a Range Rover. So are you joking? The, the, as I say, no one's experienced it. Okay, fine, look, it's Range Rover, epitome of luxury in many, many ways. They've been a fantastic product for 25 years. But, and before that, people will argue, um, it's not going to be bad. But, but to be trading at that much over... For a Range Rover that, as I say, no one's actually experienced yet. No. Seems insane. But can I just say, and I completely understand that the new one's got to be more money than the old one, right? Mm -hmm. It has to be. Mm -hmm. But apart from the old one having slightly older infotainment system, the new one will have an upgraded infotainment system, be marked, you know, all the tech inside, and it will be probably a little bit nicer inside finished. You know, a Range Rover in general is finished lovely, full stop. To drive down the road, how much better will it be than the outgoing model? To drive, because you don't, you're not looking at lap times and trying no, to... No, I think if you drove back to back, you'll probably notice a difference. You what, know, they. That, uh, I think the air suspension is going to be a lot stronger. I think it'll be a flatter ride. It's supposed to be a quieter road, a, a quieter ride. I'm sure it's going to be more comfortable. I'm sure, as I say, that in... in, in environment that inter- interior environment the technology it will be better if you drove back sure. to back i think you'd be like the old one's definitely the old one yeah but you're so right where it's not going to be night and day you're not gonna no. be like, oh my god it's a revolution no and also it's not like it's a limited run oh my god this is the first ever ferrari 4x4 suv no. fuv no it's a range rover yeah there will be gazillions of them over time yeah do you not think this is people trying to take advantage of current production delays no this is just this is just the car market mate this is just people in general the general public everyone thinks they're a car dealer Mm. everyone thinks i've got something so special and listen they're totally within their rights to ask what this their car um you can do what you like with it i don't have a i don't have a problem with it the people that are buying them a mad uh, madness, <laughs> yeah. Like, like I was trying to think of a word that w- w- wasn't that, that ins- uh, you know, as insulting. But um, yeah, but if you need your head testing, if you're if you're Johnny, if you're Johnny, and you've all had Range Rovers your entire life, you know, to, for the estate. But you've you ordered know, to, one if you're Johnny. Well, yes, but because of the dealer was just an idiot. Yeah, well, you go to. He messed dealer. up his. He messed up his order. Mine's not coming till July because this guy called Derek messed me around. Yeah, yeah. And then there's one there being offered to you and yours is specced up at 135 grand and someone calls you up and says, I've got one right now. I can give it to you 145, 150. Oh, just screw it. Call Derek. He's a bell end. Cancel it and I'll take this one. But it, but it's but it's not 15 grand or 10 grand. No, it's I mean, a lot it's, more than that, isn't it? It's, you know, if someone, if someone wants me to write a cheque for 25, 30 over, I then, I then want another 
15 grand on top. You know, <laughs> this is what I don't get, right? Because you've hit the nail on the head. If you want a new Range Rover, you've already ordered one. Yeah. And so are you really going to pay that much more just to beat your 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 weight, which is maybe if your worst case scenario, if you were slow off the blocks, is maybe another six months. Uh, a worst case scenario, yeah. I think. So are you really going to go and spend 50 grand over on a Range Rover, on a diesel Range Rover, yeah, for example, yeah, that's going to be yeah. worth 20 grand in 10 years' time? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 do, it literally will be worth 20 grand in 10 years' time, because look at the old ones. And I say, okay, fine. If something had come out, some press, or every single press review had come out, this is the best... SUV of all time. It's the best luxury car. You must own one of these. And people are going, heck, I didn't order one because I thought it'd be a new Range Rover and I can't believe they're all saying this. I want one. Fine, that, you might explain some of the lunacy to go and pay overs. A bit like TDFs and stuff like that. But no, not even like TDFs. Because like, it's about? not mass produced. No, mate. I know. There's basically no justification. There's no just. It's a mass produced product. All it is, just wait. Oh, I know what. Here's my one. What if you're like a chauffeur company or a rental company? Yeah, but if you're them, normally you'll get them quicker anyway because mm. you're not ordering one. Yeah, you've you've ordered a few, and if you're a big rental or chauffeur company, you've gone direct to Land Rover. Yeah, I would look, assume that's after. what they do. You get looked after. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's listen. We've seen it before. We saw it with the Evoque. We saw it with the the outgoing Sport when they first come out. We didn't see it with the Velar, oddly enough, because I think they were too much money. Um, but it's just cars in general. Look at the um, the current RS3. They've softened. Yeah. They've softened right off now. From people asking what one stage up at ninety grand, people were asking for RS3s? like like there were fifteen grand over list. Same yeah. same with uh, current Golf R's. People asking stupid money for them. You know, fair enough. Listen, if you want to, if you if you think you can make some money, no, I don't have a problem with that. No problem. But the people that are buying them, like. Just, I mean, flipping hell. You've either got more money than sense or you are, you need to be recaptured very quickly. I think you're right. I think you can't necessarily blame anyone for trying to make a bit of cash. No. If, if a car is selling it insane more money than you paid for it and you're not that in love with that car and you're not really using it, then yeah, if you think you can but sell it. are they it, selling? Well, I, uh, exactly. We don't know, do we? No. Because I've also been offered two. <laughs> yeah. Two, not for myself, but like each and everyone is interested. I've got two for sale. Uh, overs? Uh, overs, yeah, of course. A bit, a, a lot over. I didn't even, I didn't even ask because no. I said I don't really know anyone. So. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But I can already tell you the next car that's going to go crazy like this that you're going to just not understand. Go on, the GR eighty six. The GR, oh, the little Toyota. Did you hear about this? No, go on. UK allocation sold out in ninety minutes. Oh, it's nice, a Yaris all over again. Literally. Yeah, yeah. But it proves the point that there is such a demand for affordable performance cars. Yeah. As we've seen, and we've spoken about so many times, as cars like the Cayman, the M2, the RS3 is a prime example. I've got the Golf R, more and more expensive, cheap in relatively relative terms, fun, engaging, low power, rear wheel drive, whatever cars, for the masses, is, is that's what MX-5s, GR86, Yaris, GR, etc. It's what people get excited about. But that won't be 30 grand over, mate. I mean, that might be two, three, four grand over, nope. maybe. I, I, here's my next bet. I reckon some of the early GR86s, I think they're like 32 grand list, something like that. I reckon they'll be 45 grand. No, yep. don't be serious. Yeah, some of the very early cars, I-, I can advertise them at that. Yes, but. yes, I, that's what I'm going to say. They're going to be advertised at 45 grand. World's gone mad, mate. Honestly, it's going to happen. Go. Watch this space. What is it? Just the same as the old car? Bit more power? Mm, yeah, better, more powerful, a little bit more powerful. I think better looking. Uh, it's just, you know. Not interested. No, it's- Totally not you, and and I like. I know I like the G eight uh, G eight GT eighty six. No, it? I like them. Yeah, I do like them. Well, this is a newer version. Yeah, and it, and that's what I mean. Like it's not forty five grand though. No, we can have the super for the same money. Yeah, but but what? That, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is because there's no allocation, and because it's this thought of affordable fun, which is no longer going to be affordable if you're paying forty five grand. I just think it's going to go insane. The, I just I really think it's going to go insane. You know the problem is. It, it, it is like the fear of missing out. Yep. That, that, it's totally. all it is. And we've, we, we've seen it with the Defenders and we've seen it with so many other cars. You can buy nowadays whatever you like. 
Mm. No, no, no. Except, Mate. except a GT3. No, no, no. <laughs> but, but, you know, within general, in general, you don't have to buy that car. Your world is your oyster. Sorry. Okay, good point. Do you know what I mean? Sure, like, sure, like sure, sure. Everyone makes a car for everyone. So, in, in, instead of paying the the big overs for something now, why don't you have a stopgap car that will be just as good mm-hmm. because you, if you're paying the big overs for a car that really isn't really worth it, but you just don't, you want it now because you're going to miss out, pay, pay that money for a better car, essentially, at the right money that someone's not, it's not as desirable. Wait for that car to come down a bit because they do come down because the only person who's going to get hurt when you pay the overs is the person that's paid the overs. Sure. You know? Of course. So they do come back eventually, mate. They, you know, they, and they come back most of the time quite quickly as well because when the first few don't sell, which is what happens, people go, oh, we've got this wrong. Yeah. It's not really worth. And some of the big manufacturers, the dealers are sometimes quite clever. They say, oh, there's not many of these coming this year. Well, that's a lie. I want to see, is it the UK allocation for the first year or in total? Let's have a quick look. So The, the, the little Toyota. Yeah. So Toyota also told Autocar that any additional allocation for the UK market is not in the plan at this stage. Now, I remember with the Yaris, there was some talk about this as well, that there was sort yeah. of weird allocations and, and initially there wasn't too many and then they gave more or something like that. Yeah. So. I wonder if this is maybe a little bit of clever marketing because also as Toyota, you would be really naive now to see that for them to sell out in 90 minutes and not go, heck, let's build some more. Yeah. If the demand is that insane, let's give them a whole other load of allocation. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They probably gave a small number initially because they're like, well, we don't really know what the demand's going to be like. Mm. Um, I, I mean, and they've flown out the door. Yeah. And these are businesses. We've always said it, these manufacturers, they are businesses. And in the end, I mean, this, 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 at this current time, it's really hurting them, this pandemic and the war and what's going on because it's the manufacturers that normally is winning all the time. Absolutely. They're, they're the people that win. Um, but at the moment, we've all been winning because they haven't had the, they haven't had the product to sell so, because they can't keep up with demand. But um, it'll all go back. It's all going to go back, mate. When the wheels start turning again and everything goes back to complete normality again, if there's such a thing as normality anymore. Yeah, bloody hell. Um, yeah it'll all go back to normal and everyone's going to have their pants pulled down and the world's going to end and including me with my two new cars coming I mean, I feel, <laughs> yeah you're going to be a prime oh, I'm example. in trouble mate I'm in trouble you are going to be back at your mum and dad's before you know <laughs> <laughs> you take your wife and you Twiggy we're you. moving <laughs> so going to happen but well fingers crossed if we get to 50,000 subscribers on this channel level <laughs> 900 really makes a difference <laughs> <laughs> hey it does Tony okay well look, let's come on to it because yeah, I'm always looking for an option to talk about Porsche if I'm not talking about Ferrari. And this week we got our first proper sort of nod from Porsche of the fact that we're going to see about 30,000 iterations of the 992, 911 this year or, or at least in the next couple of years because they started to tease the car that we've long waited for, uh, the Sport Classic. Uh-huh. So I think a lot of rumours have been swirling and circulating about the variations of the 911, the 992 generation 911 that we're going to be getting. Uh, Sport Classic has been one of them, last seen in the 997 generation, so quite a while ago now. Yeah. Back then, it was a kind of a celebration of 70s era's Porsches. Um, I think 70s era Porsches, must be 70 years. Um, and uh, it was based on a G or Carrera S. I think it was based on a Carrera S, not a Carrera GTS. Manual car, ducktail spoiler, cool grey paint. Uh, nice bu- bubble roof, Fuchs style wheels. Uh, it was more of a sort of, at that time, I think they were celebrating or showing off, um, what do they call it? Porsche exclusive or exclusive design. It was a way to sort of launch that and say, look what we can do. So more of a cosmetic kind of job than anything else. So we're now, we've now found out, because I think an embargo got broken, uh, that we're getting it for the 992, but we don't really know yet exactly what it will be under the skin. Yeah. There's some talk about a manual turbo, manual rear-wheel drive turbo, Crash. which would be very cool. Well, not if it's detuned. If it's sort of what, because what's a turbo these days? Not an S, what's a turbo? Six something. Yeah, I think they're talking about around 500. So if it's a bit of a detuned engine. If you look at the pictures, it hasn't got any intakes like the turbo does. So 
because all 911s are turboed now, it's quite a bit confusing, isn't it? So Very. Because everyone was like, oh, the long-awaited rear-wheel drive turbo 911. I was like, well, that's a 911 Carrera. <laughs> literally. With a manual gearbox. Yeah. So it's a bit of a weird one. Yeah, they already make that in a Carrera S. Literally. Yeah. Um, so I get the feeling it's going to be a GTS. Um, I think it'll be a GTS under the skin. Right. Ma- manual DTS. Uh, well, they must be nearly 500 horsepower now, though. Yeah, yeah, that's what they I mean. They've got to be. Yeah, I think they are. I think they're 504 or something. So a turbo is going to have to be 550 or something. But I don't right? think it will be. I think it's going to be a GTS. Right. I think, uh, that's, that's what I'm predicting. Okay, I'm fine. predicting a GTS with this awesome aggressive ducktail, supposedly around 1,250 units. The 997 generation was only 250 units, but around 1,250 units. And yeah, it's going to be a collector's car. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to light our world on fire. I don't think we're going to, oh my God, I really want a sport classic. It's going to look cool, like the old one looked cool. But I don't think it's going to be like mind-boggling to drive. I just think it's going to be a sort of celebration of classic 911s. Yeah. And no one's going to be out to buy it. No, no. I mean, literally. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's 1,200 units. That's worse than the Speedster, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it's not open hell. Nine, was there 1946? Something like, yeah, yeah, whatever the year of. We we should know that. Um, But yeah, so it will will be a collector's car, but cool to see. But as I say, it starts what we think is going to be a whole run of special edition 992s. We've still got the 3RS to come. Yeah. Expecting that in the summer. I mean, that that has got to be soon because all I keep seeing now is clips of it going around the Nürburgring. I think it's like ready and they're just like waiting to get all the other stuff out. They've probably got a bit delayed with everything that's been going on in the world. Um, So yeah, we've got the 3RS coming. In September-ish time, we're expecting the 2.7 RS celebration. Yeah. Because I think it's the 50th anniversary. Uh, yeah, it must be the 50th anniversary of the 2.7 RS. And that's the supposedly the ST, which is this. That's what I hope is a turbo. That's the one that I hope is a turbo S manual rear-wheel drive, roll cage, stripped out, insane carbon fiber bucket seat. The, I mean, like... like real lightweight, aggressively lightweight, ducktail spoiler, driver's car. Uh, PDK? Nope. Manual? Manual. Oh, mate. That's what I'd heard, because it's a celebration of the original RS. Yeah, 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 I understand. But, you've just hit nail on the head, because if it is an RS, if it's got an RS Monaco, which is why I think it's going to be called the ST. ST, yeah. Then yes, PDK theoretically makes sense. You're too fast. Also, if it's a celebration of that iconic car, I think it has to be the 3RS engine, at which point I think it's basically an updated 911R. Because I don't think you can have a turboed RS car. Do you know what I mean? And with a manual gearbox as well. Yeah. It's going to be too fast, mate. I, I, I don't think it will add up because it's what? Basically a manual 2RS. <laughs> oh right? my God. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like a detuned manual yeah. 2RS. Whatever it is, it's definitely going to be... It's going to be mental. Whatever it is, it's going to be mental. And this is the car that my friends saw testing or, or the promo shoot being done up in Monaco end of last year. So they've got it ready. It's haven't launched yet. And supposedly it's going to be launched around, yeah, September, which I think is the anniversary. And what about the hybrid stuff? I mean, that's got to be coming soon. 911 hybrid, 992 hybrid's going to come out yeah, any day Yeah, got now. to be. That's coming. Uh, the Safari, we've seen the sort of raised suspension yeah. car, which is kind of a bit like what they did with the Cross Turismo Taycan. So because they've adventurous- had that hybrid technology ready since like 2019. Yeah, because they they built they built it ready in the in the current 992. That's the whole thing. That's there exactly. The yeah. 992 was set up ready for hybrid technology. So we've got a whole load of. I mean, there's a Carrera T coming at some point. Much further another down one. The line. Yeah, yeah. Much further down the you line. You think they're lessons from before? <laughs> what a car! <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, we are going to be inundated, which I think is kind of cool, but also maybe a bit Gallardo-like from Lamborghini. Yeah. Like we're going to end up with Sony, but a lot of them are going to be super limited, impossible to get hold of. I think we'll the, go to the same think, people. Yeah, the yeah. ST one, I think, will literally be tiny numbers and, yeah. and, and probably already be allocated before they even announce it. I don't know how it. much it will be, because new Porsches now, I mean, they used to be, I know everything's gone up anyway, but they used to be... You know, like the, the 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 people's car, the affordable supercar, essentially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, they're a few quid now. I mean, I I wouldn't mind betting that a a Vizac GT3 RS will be two twenty. Yeah, you're talking spec'd up. Yeah, yeah. So what, one eighty, one ninety list? Yeah, 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 yeah. Plus I, options. I, I think this ST thing will be will be 215, 212. I mean, it's going to, if it's as special as people are suggesting. Which is 
two RS money, which is what they were plus options. Yeah, I think I think I think oh, I think that's about that's a lot of money. It's going to yeah. be a lot of money. But I say, I mean, if there's five hundred of them, people, I mean, they'll be gone before you can even. Blink yeah, them out. yeah, 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 yeah. Then all that really leaves is picking up on a conversation I had on Spike's Car Radio where Jerry Seinfeld gave me a shout out. Um, Every week he's going to say that. I know. Uh, the next Porsche hypercar, and we spoke about this a oh. bit on, on our WhatsApp chat, is if there is the 918 successor coming, what does that look like? Well, I think it's going to have an engine still. I really do, because I don't... Although they, they could make it full electric... I think maybe years down the line it will be electric, but why they can still make an engine for the flagship special car, they will do it because Porsche, don't forget, is still all about engine, obviously. And it's not all about it. Got the Taycan. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about engine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it still will have an engine with hybrid, um, maybe just a better version of a 918. I disagree. I think it'll be electric. Because of the Rimac. Because of the Rimac connection. Mm. So if you don't know, Porsche are a big owner of Rimac. Not um, all of it though, are they? No, it's a percentage. No, it's a percentage, but yeah. a, bit, a bit big owner of Rimac. Because of the way the world's going, because of everything, if they just bring out a hybrid, it's what they did 10 years ago. It's the 918. Yeah. This is a better version. Like, they're not introducing anything different or special. And that's very un-Porsche. For a big flagship hypercar... I think they would like to rock the world with a 250-mile range, insane performance, electric hypercar. And if you look at that, is it the Mission R? Or the Mission, which is the sort of Cayman, the potential Cayman replacement, the EV Cayman thing. I don't know what that's called. it's called the Mission R. Anyway. And somebody's got EV in front of it. I tend not to listen. Yeah, of course. I, I just think it would be a very Porsche thing to do to develop a very impressive, very engaging, very exciting to drive. EV. So what have they spent all this money on this uh, synthetic fuels then for? So, this about? again, listen to Spike's Car Radio, because I'm now their biggest fan. Um, well, he's your, your is as well. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they had uh, Pruninger and um, I've had a mind blank. Uh, they're two of the top Porsche guys. God, I've a complete mind blank. That's so embarrassing. Pruninger uh, is the uh, GT, head of the GT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the guy who did 918. What's it Andre, called? Andres. Andres. No, Andreas Pruninger. And, yeah. And then the other bloody guy. He's like the head of development. No, I don't know. Oh, I'm having a mind blank. Anyway, they said that really for them, as we know, electric vehicles, EV, e-mobility, is sort of the future. It's what's being pushed upon everyone. It's their development of Taycan, of hybrid 911, of hybrid Panamera, and all these different things. That's what they're working on. That's what they're developing, because that's what the world is putting pressure on people to do. Their synthetic fuel program is because of their current fleet and motorsport. So they're fully aware that even in 10 years' time, there is no, there's still going to be a huge combustion engine fleet in, uh, being used around the world, as we've spoken about so many times before. And you've got to find a cleaner, greener, more sustainable way to keep them on the road, to keep them moving. So that's why they're sort of looking into this development of synthetic fuels. And on top of that, for motorsport, which can lead in the development of any technology, as I've learned so many times with Shell, it's the perfect test bed to do any R&D is motorsport because it funnels down to road cars eventually. Yeah. But also, at the moment, electric racing, as proved by Formula E, and in some other categories, doesn't quite make sense because of the weight because of weight and distance and recharging all these different things. So Porsche recognised that currently a synthetic fuel proposition is a more more, more practical and, and reasonable and sustainable way to go racing. So that's why they're investing in, in sustainable fuels. Well, they're customers as well, mate. I mean, Porsche customers are petrol heads. So, of course. Uh, you know, they need to... Uh, I believe that they, they've gone down that route as well because they're customer base. Yes, and I think they admitted that there's nothing quite like an engine. No. You know, it's a completely different solution, as good as a Taycan is. It's, it's not got, you know... No, no, no. It's hard to readjust to. And I think you're right. I think, I think they would admit that, and I think you're right. But at the same time, you know, they, the, the world's agenda is to go electric. As, as many times yeah, we've discussed yeah, why yeah, we yeah. think it's wrong. All these different things, the ins and outs of it. And I, ju I just think to launch a hypercar that is just a hybrid. Yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense. But to flip the side of that, 
Uh, you've got the Le Mans hypercar program, mm -hmm. which Porsche could use as a kind of test bed homologation car, whatever. That's mm -hmm. going to be a hybrid. And all these rumors of them getting involved with Formula One 2026 engine regulations are for these sort of super complex hybrids. Then it does make sense. If it is a 1.6 liter with a huge hybrid tucked into it, and most of the power is coming from the electricity, and it's almost like the, the engine is a generator more than actually a component. Maybe there's something clever that can be shown I think off you there. Think the nail on the head. I think that's what it will be. I think it will be. There'll still be an engine, but there'll be a huge rely. Um, there'll be a hugely assisted hybrid unit, like that Audi Dakar thing. Mm, yeah, but maybe like I know you can't. It's not really like a Formula One car, but like similar hybrid, small engine, big hybrid unit. Um, Big power from the hybrid unit, small engine. I, I think that's probably, I think that's probably a good shout. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and and what I always find fun is that whenever this happens, you often find the other manufacturers start sniffing around and talking about big hypercars too. So, oh yeah, yeah. It, we're 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 thinking about or looking to a laugh replacement at, at some point. I feel like the Daytona kind of stole the thunder of that potentially coming along anytime soon, but it it will theoretically. Yeah, we would expect. Valkyrie's supposed to be hitting the road at some point. Project One, as we know. Yeah, good uh, luck with it. That was supposed to be hitting five years ago. <laughs> and Toyota and anything coming out of this Le Mans hypercar program. You know, it could be that in 2024, 2025, we've got another, not even Holy Trinity, but Holy Octopulate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, we could, they could all suddenly turn up at the same time. 1.5 million euro nutcase hypercars, which would be exciting to see. But I just think because of the world we live in and the development that must be going on right now for those cars, they will all be heavily EV focused. Yeah, and don't forget as well, we these manufacturers, they are five, ten years ahead of us, by the way. You know, they're miles ahead on what they're going to build and th this, is what, this is why we pay for the cars, as in, you know, it all goes into future development. They just keep reinvesting the money, reinvesting the money and um, they're... they're, they're miles and miles and miles ahead in development. Be good to find out what, what they're working on, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you get a teaser when you go to these press launches, you sit down with designers or the, t and I always go, oh, so. well, I remember, yeah. I remember hearing an interview with that, uh, Andrus, like I can't say so. Pruning. Pruning. I'm probably not saying it. Right. No, no, but you say it better than me. Um, and he said all the time he was in, in charge of the GT product, it will always have an engine. It will always have an NA engine all the time he was in charge. Now, whether that's got to be assisted by hybrid, I, I mean, there was talk that, I mean, it was talk, but when I had my free RS, they were saying that that was going to be the last NA non-assisted car. Well, we already know the new one is still exactly the same, basically. So, just with a bit more aero. So, uh, uh, that's why I don't think they're going to quite do it yet. Because they don't need to quite yet. And, yeah, in everyday stuff, Fiat 500s and normal stuff, it's fine. But the 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 demand for that car with an engine is still greatly there. For that type of car... So they're going to keep, they'll still keep building it all the time they can. It'll be fascinating to find out. Yeah. So uh, we'll watch this space, but as I say, yeah, definitely this year I'm expecting to talk about many iterations and special versions of the 992. And with my desire for another Porsche, I'm going to be keeping a very close eye for any of those that are 25 What grand. about the 4RS? <laughs> Where's that then? Is that, that's coming? Yeah, well, I mean, but it's been launched, hasn't it? I mean, their deliveries are expected any day now, aren't they? I think June, July yeah. deliveries. Yeah, I mean, we've surely got to start seeing them on the road soon, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. I think yeah. in a couple of months we'll start seeing some some mm. some hitting. I wonder how much they're going to be over. Two hundred fifty grand. Yeah, that's what yeah. I think. Yeah. Stupid money. Stupid. Anyway, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have and you're watching on the YouTube channel, please subscribe because as we keep mentioning, we're trying to get to fifty thousand subscribers, and it'd be nice to do it before the end well, of this there. year. <laughs> before the end of twenty twenty two, would be nice to hit that number. Um, uh, and of course, if you're listening to us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you might be listening to us, keep listening. Uh, if you are a patron and you didn't listen to this episode on the patron page, go over and check it out because there's a little sneaky something for you there. Oh, if you're intrigued a as to, for you. If you're intrigued as to what that might be, go sign up, become a patron, and you'll find out what that is. But yeah, no, honestly, go and look at the patron page. <laughs> um, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, if you want to follow Tony, he's at Tony Grubber with Car Sales on most social media platforms. I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms, and we'll be back with you for another episode 
next week. Bye-bye. See ya. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.